0: I want a traditional Christmas with snow and stockings and
1: eggnog and carolers.
0: Jake was looking forward to the best Christmas of his life. Still planning on coming home for Christmas? Yes, sir. He and Allie were flying home to be with his family. Pick you up tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock. Okay. Until a practical joke... Something wrong, fellas? ...changed his plans. All right, Jake, where are you? Ooh. Changed his wardrobe. I'm in the middle of nowhere dressed like Santa Claus being attacked by a killer buzzard. Changed his life. Wish I were dead. I said, I wished I were dead. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. This holiday season.
2: Get out of there! Mama's teeth have fallen out of her mouth again.
0: Santa's got a brand new bag.
2: Santa just yammed in your handbag.
0: But now. His unbelievable journey.
3: Come on, Jake. We
4: can make it.
0: Father Christmas, just tell me what you want from me. Is about to become something very special. (laughs) Maybe I should just go with it. Yeah, from Coney Island to the Sunset Strip. Somebody's gonna put this on. Act like like my elf. How do elves act? Happy. Happy. What (laughs) Disney Pictures invites you. Join Jonathan Taylor Thomas oh for the ultimate Christmas feeling.
1: Uh oh. Oh boy,
0: wet lap, wet lap. Disney's I'll Be Home for Christmas. Check this out. Tell me what's better. Ho ho ho, Merry Christmas. Ho ho ho, Merry Christmas.
4: The first one's good for really little kids, and the second one's good if you want to scare people and watch them run right away screaming.
1: Okay, cool. Thanks. you, let's
4: cool. Welcome to They Call This Movie, testing the strength of friendships, one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This Movie. We are part of the Main Damie Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at themaindamie.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at themaindamie. We're also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This Movie. This is Anthony DelVecchio, and with me, as always, is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, everyone.
3: Hello. Uh, do you guys have batteries in your beepers?
5: Uh, I'm fresh out. Ah, damn. Mine broke uh, a couple of days ago. I,
3: that's why you didn't get my message.
5: I got a yeah. fresh pair of triple A's in mine. <laughs> Man, yeah, I, I'm, I'm behind the times, I guess.
3: Was, not to go off on a tangent right away, but was that the weirdest, like, short-term, like, renaissance of an electronic product you know, big for like two years beepers were like huge for some odd kind of reason. I don't know the,
5: the lifespan of the beeper. I thought it was like mid to late 80s and then yeah. somewhere it probably died in the mid 90s. So what you, and then you, just
3: popped a back a up 10 for two years? years for no reason.
4: When did it pop back up? I don't even know around that this the
3: time happened. of
5: this movie. Oh, I thought it was just still a thing. Yeah, But whatever. This was 98, right?
4: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. This is not a A podcast about the beeper. Uh, This is a podcast about uh, terrible movies. Surprise.
3: (laughs) We're we're starting a new beeper podcast next week.
4: Yeah. Uh, Leave me off that one.
5: I actually thought this was a podcast for physical education. Nope. Again. Okay. Sorry. Uh,
4: Leave me off that one, too. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're in the thick of 25 Days of Christmas, so we decided to go... Take a trip back to the late '90s where Jonathan Taylor Thomas was king. So yes. we decided to watch.
3: A-T, baby. Disney's. You, you can't be see home. me.
5: But uh, I just made a really weird face when you, he's the king. <laughs> and was he? There was a there was a
4: glimpse of it probably earlier than this movie when he was a a preteen where he was the king. Um, but this is 1998 and he was a uh, he. I think he was 18 at the time for. 1998. I'll be home for Christmas, uh, gentlemen. What do you think about I'll be home for Christmas? First of all, where where are you coming from with this one?
5: Oof, uh, where am I coming from? I've never seen it before. I'd seen uh, a prior review for it, so I I kind of had some sort of expectations on it, but I don't. I wasn't prepared for really how shitty this was. Okay.
3: Mark Yeah, it's um. I hadn't seen the movie previously either, um, but it definitely seems like a movie I should have watched during this time period of my life. Okay. And I did. Yeah, Probably because
4: you had you had the Jonathan Taylor Thomas poster on your wall.
3: Oh yeah, um, that's right. exactly why.
4: From Teen Beat.
3: Yeah, along with my Smash Mouth poster.
4: That's right. Um, yeah, I haven't seen this movie either. Uh, so we this movie was over three, uh, <laughs> and I'm assuming that we were sort of the. Uh, the, the demographic that it was trying yeah. to
3: hit. Yeah, it seems uh, like a movie, movie I should have watched.
4: Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this movie sucked. Sucked yeah. hard. Yeah, uh, yeah. It,
3: was, it was the first time during the series of these podcasts that I watched an entire man's career die in an 80-minute span.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Anthony had a pretty funny uh, quote when we were in pre-production – and I use that very loosely. Uh, that it was oh. odd. it was odd to see Jonathan Taylor Thomas's career going downhill <laughs> while watching Jessica Biel's career go uphill. Yes, like, like this... they were just crossing each other. <laughs> yeah.
4: This movie is like the careers of Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Jessica Biel high fived while passing each other on opposite escalators,
5: <laughs> just looking at each other very
4: awkwardly. Damn it!
3: It's such a better line.
5: Than... <laughs> now, I'll tell you what, man. JTT, he he was box office poison, man. He was good on TV, but yeah. everything, anytime he graced the silver screen, oof, no good.
4: Yeah, he, was, well, he wasn't in much, though. Well, I,
5: obviously The Lion King, that that was an all-time great. And, you know, then right. Ma, Man of the House,
4: terrible. He uh,
1: was
5: like in a movie called like Wild America. Yeah, Is Wild that...
4: America, 27%. He was in Tom and Huck.
3: I was Tom gonna say he was in Huck. some yep. kind of Huckleberry Finn movie.
4: Yeah, he was he was like the property of Disney, I think. Yeah. So I, he,
5: was, he he was one of those that there, Disney usually doesn't do a very good job with like nursing their teen idols, I guess I should say. Um, I will say that that
4: was true at some point. Yes. I think a lot of the people that you forget were Disney stars are are like the most popular people in the world right now. Well, like Justin yeah. Timberlake,
5: obviously, Christina Aguilera, Zach Efron, Ryan Gosling. Um, That's true, yes, uh, they've gotten better. Yeah, I'll like say that Ariana Grande. Oh no, she was on a Nickelodeon show. Yeah, it's like the early Disney teen heartthrobs. It was like I would compare it to how the Yankees would like handle their pitchers. You know what I'm saying? Where they would just like really baby them and then unleash them and it would just be all. – they're like Jabba Chamberlain. Sure. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. So he was that's, one of those That's guys. a reference everyone gets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: Everyone knows Jabba Chamberlain. Oh, good. I didn't make the reference that the majority of our audience does not know. I'll give it time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I will definitely copy. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I would say this was really I'm, – I'm trying to figure out exactly – I'm trying to pinpoint exactly where JTT just died in terms of <laughs> – I would say of,
3: around minute 20 of this film. Oh, no,
5: no, I mean like career-wise.
3: No, this film.
5: Oh,
4: okay. He literally
3: does like one more film and then he's just guest stars on TV shows after that.
4: Yeah. But I'm, very rarely. I'm not 100% sure if it wasn't like self-inflicted. Yeah. Like I know I know he kind of quit um home improvement, he kind of wanted to go to college and stuff like that. And and that's really it. Once he went to mm-hmm. college, he kind of was just like, "All right, I'm out." Um I tried to look up some information on him uh post this movie and there's not a whole lot. I know he went to college. I think he went to he went to somewhere really fancy, Vassar, I think. Uh, went to Vassar, and then he he made a couple appearances here and there later on. Uh, like some, I think he cameoed it on Last Man Standing mm-hmm. a few times, which is Tim Allen's show, so you know that connection. Right. Uh, but I think he was just like, I don't really want to. I don't really want to really do this. He graduated from Columbia University in 2010. Um, so I guess it took him a while to to actually graduate college. Okay. He went to Harvard in, for two years in 2000 through
5: 2002. Then um, fi- eventually graduated from Columbia in 2010. Do you think uh, he got by on his looks alone, or do you think he's a smart guy? Um, I'm not. He, I betcha he's pretty. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He seemed okay.
4: like he got out when the getting was good.
5: Uh, um, follow up. Do you think he got into those schools by dubious means?
4: Um, like did his mom uh, Is- Photoshop his head on a uh, on a uh, kayaker's or a crew member's body. Is he? Is Maybe. he related to
3: Lori Lachlan by any chance?
5: <laughs> well, listen. Again, he was a heartthrob. Do you think, like, listen, a little quid pro quo kind of thing going on? Or? There
4: was no quid pro quo. <laughs> Read, the
5: that. <laughs> Read the
4: transcripts. It was a perfect
3: phone call. Read
4: the
5: transcripts. So, so do you think he he applied? He had the the right SAT scores. He had the right GPA. Or is it just like, yeah, we can probably use some JTT all up in here?
4: Probably. I I think it's probably a combination of both.
5: Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, I I feel like Jonathan Taylor Thomas probably had like a a three, like maybe slightly above or slightly below three GPA. It
4: was like right there in the middle.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It was like he was good
4: enough to be like, well, Harvard could make the argument for him, but like he wasn't, he wasn't setting the world on fire.
5: Right, he 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 couldn't be a
4: Yaley. Right, <laughs> not <Bailed>. at all. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, yeah. So this movie is, stars Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Jessica Biel, Gary Cole, and Adam LaVornia. It was directed by Arlene Sanford, who hasn't done a whole lot of films. Um, she did direct a very Brady sequel, which is an underrated '90s comedy. I'll fight anybody over the Brady movies. They are excellent. Um, (laughs) But uh, she did a ton. Still continues to do so. She's very active. She does a lot of TV. Um, I think I counted up. um, Since I'll Be Home for Christmas. She has directed 128 episodes of television. Including uh, some on Desperate Housewives. My Boys, Medium, Ally McBeal. Just to name a few. But she's like very active. She's on a ton of... TV shows, and before before this movie, she was also very active. Oh, going back to some spots in uh, the 80s, including like um, the Torkelsons, which is a show I remember from when I was a kid, but I don't really know what anything was about. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a best before my time. Deep cut. I never thought I would mention the name Torkelsons <laughs> on this podcast, but so it's, Um This has a. 5.5 on imdb and a 23% on rotten tomatoes budget of 30 mil and the box office takes for the u.s were 12 million dollars this was a stinker for the house of mouse
5: 30 million on
3: this
4: the budget of 30 million They sp- i think wow. they spent a lot of money on music
3: yes okay
4: they, they dropped a blink 182 it. track in there somewhere there's
3: a there's an aqua
4: track there's <laughs> a right. There's some standard uh, Christmas songs too, which probably, you know, with like actual the actual performers, and there and, and it ends on an in sync
5: song.
3: Yeah, the hottest Christmas song of the time. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I didn't realize it came out then, but then I really like, oh, okay, late 90s. Uh, to, to me, that song is still kind of brand new in terms of Christmas music, so I couldn't I couldn't place it, but it makes sense. But they they did really have a, I don't know, would you say if this uh, soundtrack slaps? But, nah, it does not slap. It, it does not. It neither right?
4: slaps nor bangs. It, it just exists.
5: It's just there. Yeah. Come on, man. You're saying that uh, I'll have a blue Christmas doesn't slap?
4: Nah, I wouldn't call that a slapper.
5: <laughs> All right, I probably wouldn't either. Fair enough. But that, God, that's a. They really don't do anything worth thirty million dollars.
4: No, there's a lot. There's a lot of sets, I guess. A lot of on on location filming, maybe.
5: Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a just, lot of
4: money, though, for this it's, movie. It's a head
5: scratcher. That's yeah. I, I don't get it.
4: This could have easily have been like a $10 million movie. Oh,
5: yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> 10 to 15, 15 max. Yeah.
4: Would you do with the rest of that money, Arlene Sanford?
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We know.
4: Yeah. I think it's appropriate that we're watching a movie directed by a woman this week after the oh, uh, Hollywood Forum Press Association failed to nominate any women in the directing category. Again. I have
5: I haven't noticed. Where's uh Where's Natalie Portman when you need her? <laughs> to make sure we are aware. <laughs> she'll don't know. She'll, she'll come out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say
4: that no one is uh, clamoring for this movie to get nominated for anything.
5: Now question. <laughs> now what what if the only for some for some reason it would make no sense obviously, but this was the only movie that was like ever nominated by a female director. How, how do you think that... Would that be more or less of a slap in the face if no one was... <laughs> if no one was ever nominated? And it was just this? Yeah. Back in 98, for some reason, I'll be over Christmas. Right. Are, Arlene nominated. Sanford the only female director to be nominated? Man. For, I mean, it would be, be it would be a travesty
4: just, just because she also has a very Brady sequel under her belt. So, I mean, if anything should be that one
5: okay but (laughs) so we're all in agreement that this would be probably more of a slap in the face right yeah okay yeah um
4: yeah so jonathan taylor thomas i believe was like 18 at the time and jessica biel was like 16 um so she had her whole career ahead of her her next five movies uh is uh mark's favorite movie of all time summer catch yes um, I was, I was o-
3: waiting for you to mention the best movie on her IMD2. yeah
4: 2 uh, The Rules of Attraction, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Cellular, and
5: Blade Trinity. Actually, I actually think no. that's six. I don't know how to count. No. Uh, <laughs> now, when when you say the best movie in her career, wh- like what do you mean by that? Like, the best acted or the best looking or, like, what?
3: Summer Catch is a great movie.
5: J- oh, just, like, overall movie? Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. Just, there's, a, there's a guy that progresses his love for plus-size women. And it's oh, a big yeah. moment in the movie. Shaggy, right? No, no, that, it's oh, the no. guy from Buffy.
5: Okay. Yeah. yeah no, I Mark, Mark Blanquist or whatever. Is okay. Yeah. And I I would argue that. Uh, I've watched
3: that movie a little too much. No,
5: it's a it's a good movie. It's a fine movie. But I would probably <laughs> sure. argue that her my favorite movie of hers is uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, but not because of the movie itself, just because of her, because yeah. she's okay. fine in that movie. Yeah.
4: I was looking at that movie, too, because it, I was just doing the math, and she was, like, 25 in it, and she plays Adam Sandler's love interest, who is north of 40, yeah. and I got a little grossed out.
3: Well,
5: Sandler kind of went the way of, like, Jerry Seinfeld in terms of women that he dated in his uh in yeah. his films, or, you know, obviously on Seinfeld, Jerry was always with a new girl every week, mm-hmm. who was, like, way hotter than he should ever have. Sure. So... It's it's yeah. good to be the king.
4: This was like almost in like this was just about the beginning of Adam Sandler's like sweatpants uh, era, <laughs> where just like I just wanna I wanna wear big
5: t-shirts and sweatpants in every one of my movies. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it's right before that and right before he just uses them as an excuse to go to tropical locations. Yeah,
4: just <laughs> how he funds his vacations.
5: He's the smartest man alive. I yeah, guess that's
4: gonna, one way to describe it. He he's, he makes <laughs> money, man.
5: I'm I'm gonna make, you know, a hundred million dollars and tap- go to like Bermuda.
4: He's definitely tapping into something that I can't
5: understand,
4: but he's thriving on it's, Netflix. It's,
5: yeah. He yeah, he has he must have like the cosmic cube or something. Just churning
4: out mediocre yeah. things at best. <laughs> but snack. America
5: eats it up. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Somehow he just made a movie that I've heard the word Oscar buzz. Well, He's that's around. uncut
4: gems. Yeah, that's yeah. a little that's a little different. Yeah. Um he had to stay in New York and nobody wants to lo- no one wants to be doing anything in New York. But I think he instance, still wore an oversized shirt. He probably did. <laughs> From what it looks like. Yeah. Just a nick a
5: oversized double XL gray Knicks t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't confirm what kind of pants he wears though. I I yeah. don't recall looking. All of his scenes are just in James Dolan's press box. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Francesa comes in and out every now and then.
4: Yeah. Yeah. The whole soundtrack is by uh, J D. and the uh, and the what, what's his what's his band's name? Uh, J D. and the Straight Shots, I think. Who? James oh, Dolan. James Dolan. Yeah. J D. and the Straight Shots. Shots.
5: <laughs> with, he, with Henrik Lundqvist on guitar. <laughs>
4: Oh, man, we're off the rails already. Yeah, Yeah. we don't want to talk about this movie because it's terrible,
5: not fun. We've we've named two New York uh, athletes, (laughs) (laughs) so we're definitely alienating the rest of the country. And Mm -hmm. if anyone else I know we get a couple downloads here and there from, you know, internationally. So uh, sorry, everyone (laughs) Yankees and, you know, Rangers travel a little bit, I'd imagine. (laughs) you know half their season i guess (laughs) oh no no, i mean like around the world
4: okay yeah um so yeah let's get a little bit like this movie is just it's kind of like that era of christmas movies that kind of i think was kind of really kicked off with jingle all the way Mm. and then progressed with like christmas with the cranks deck the halls and four christmases was really mean spirited christmas movies Yeah. yeah And this one is not quite as mean-spirited as some of those, but it definitely has that,
5: that tinge of it because he's an asshole.
3: <laughs> yes, he is.
5: I, I was going to say, I think the biggest sin this movie makes is it's so phoned in and it's it, it's so cliched at times. It's just lazy. Yeah. It's a very lazy movie.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the whole thing with his his family. like His stepmom could not be more of the sweetest person in the entire world and he just hates her guts just because she's he's she's not his mom right you can't stand her for no reason
5: <laughs> and, it's a,
4: yeah oh go, it, go ahead i'm sorry it's, i was just gonna say it's like completely undeveloped like like i get it like his mom died and it's like right oh they you know he his dad got back into a relationship pretty quickly but it's also just like she's a sweetheart and all she just wants is to to love her. <laughs> right.
5: Right. And she she's she's one of the people who will really do anything to to be you know a part of his life, and he wants no part of it whatsoever. And he it's like he skirts the the line of being like too cool for school and kind of uh, like nerdy, I guess. Yeah. I, I I don't get his character essentially. Like he. He's the Kirkland version of Van Wilder. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, right? Cuz okay. he he runs a little like scam out of his uh his dorm room. Yeah. And he has this uh underling who does like all his bidding for him, like, "Oh, run this, run that." And he's just a shithead. Yeah. yeah. Right? His his buddy we in like the opening scene, his his lackey for lack of a better term, really is locked up in a in one of the um, the locker rooms, or in his locker, right? He's locked locker. up in the locker. Who has and he, lockers there's like, in college? That's, that's like, a good question. Were
3: they in high school or college? <laughs> Maybe like
5: a prep school or something? I don't know. But uh, yeah, and he, there's like no urgency from Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Like, oh, my best friend's in there. I'm, I'm just going to like bust his balls a little bit. Yeah. First, give me everything that you own. Like oh where's my homework there it is where's my and this kid's connected he's he's getting concert tickets and mm-hmm. I don't I don't know wh- how he's doing it but yeah he's he's just he, he doesn't I don't know he's a jerk essentially yeah and, and he it, doesn't it, he doesn't even play like a convincing jerk sometimes yeah um I think I think part of the problem
4: is that he's he's quite quite on the short side
5: right <laughs> he's, he's so he's five sixer. foot
4: five so he's just. Yeah. He's a tiny dude and it's just kind of, it's just, he doesn't look like he's an adult. (laughs) It's just the truth. It's Um,
3: it's hard to make a non-horror movie about a sub six footer. Right. Right.
5: He's a baby face.
4: (laughs) Right. He's a baby face. Like he looks super young besides the fact that he's five foot five. Um, And it just, he, and he's got like this high pitched voice that doesn't seem like it's, it's cracked yet. Right. Um, yeah, it's just, it's unconvincing. It's kinda of like DiCaprio to me, oh still kinda of has that a little bit of of like he's an adult now, he's in his forties, but sometimes he just like you put him in a suit and he looks like he's a kid playing dress up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just got that face where it's just like, Yeah, you're still like fifteen. Like he's that's anxious. adorable. Yeah. It's adorable that you're trying to look like a big adult, but <laughs>
3: You gotta
5: get up early for school tomorrow, basically <laughs> right it's a school night, yeah, gotta be in bed yeah. by nine,
3: yeah, and and all of his schemes and stuff, um even for whatever they're trying to make him as, he has no real reason for doing them. He seems to be well off, oh yeah no yeah, he's, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, it's not like he's this kid from a rough neighborhood that has to pull all these schemes to make money to survive in college, yeah. you know it, it's it's like the Van Wilder comparison you made, right.
5: But, it, you know? but Van Wilder was doing it to be nice to people.
3: Yeah.
5: Like, and like he w- it was like basically clout, I guess. Right. So Jonathan Taylor Thomas is doing it for clout. Whereas yeah. Van Wilder was doing it just because like he's a nice guy. Right. right? I don't think he would take anything from people or maybe like maybe people would just like offer him stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is really <laughs> you it's... can see why he didn't last long after this. <laughs> He, sure. he's not a good leading man.
4: Yeah. I think he, I think that maybe the reason why he went out on top. He was like, "All right, well I'm 18 and I'm not I'm not making that transition to adulthood great." It's <laughs> like so I said, got
3: the kiss Jessica Biel and we're
5: Yeah. It's a good note to go out on. Not ter- but if he went out on that then yes, but he didn't go out on this movie more or less. I mean like
4: it, th- I mean I think he petered out more than Uh, went out with a bang sure but i think it was shortly after this where he was just like "Eh, i'm gone
5: yeah he pulled a frankie muniz in a a way right yeah just kind of disappeared he did a few movies didn't go well and he just said you know what i'm bailing good for him i guess but it's easy for us to sit here and crack jokes on him (laughs) but uh listen as anthony said at one time he was like the king of the 90s. Yeah. Everyone loved this kid. He was bigger than Jesus. Uh, well, sure.
4: Yeah, show a... me show me one Teen Bop magazine <laughs> that Jesus was on.
3: He was It's called the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> right.
4: I, I just don't have, one of the Testaments.
5: I, I don't have that issue. I guess I didn't. I didn't see that issue in there. But listen, you know, he he did his thing, and just it, it's it's sad that he didn't realize sooner. <laughs> I, I, i'm being sincere it's <laughs> just
4: it's sad that he had to thrust this upon an american audience when he could have just left <laughs> and no one had to deal with it
5: <laughs> if, if if someone had just told him no once in his his young life he uh we would have been spared what what movie was it huck tom and huck I don't I don't know. Know, that was uh that was before this we would have been yeah. spared hold on Yeah, this
3: was literally the main West
5: major movie he made. Mm, yeah, yeah. Walking across Egypt. We would have spared. Speedway Junkie. I'll just pick that one. Okay. Never
4: heard of it before. Yeah, the other guy. All I know is Wild America had him and Devin Sawa in it. Yeah, Panties we had... were wet. It, it,
5: it was, yeah. It, it was an interesting time to be a girl in the 90s, I guess.
4: Yeah, I think the whole audiences were jilling off for that one. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yeah, between between those two Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, I mean, jeez. I mean, I I remember what it was like. It was it was tough to keep up with those kind of people, you know. Competing with those guys, you couldn't. Yeah, you You're get, fighting a losing battle, gentlemen.
4: Getting tips frosted on on
5: the daily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tips frosted.
3: I I plead the fifth on that. With their
4: uh... <laughs> with their
5: teen angst.
3: I want, to,
4: yeah. I want to see a picture of Mark with his frosted tips and his puka shell necklace.
5: I consider doing it. My father talked me out of it, and I thank him every day.
3: There is definitely a photo of me with my hair dyed blonde, which... Oh, ooh, man.
5: We need to find this
4: um, <laughs> right away.
3: And maybe one with a puka shell necklace. I don't oh, know. Oh,
4: I have done neither, but oh, yeah. I, I've done some uh,
5: plenty of terrible fashion choices. I, I always make the joke because uh, for the people who can't see us, uh, I am bald and uh, oh, I no! Oh. <laughs> I know, Mark, I'm sorry, uh, but I always make the joke that if I had known I was going to go bald as you know, as, when I was younger, I wouldn't have done so many terrible hairstyles and <laughs> I, I would have appreciated my hair, not taking it for granted because I did some I had like the front flip going. It oh, was so bad. Yeah, not it's not a good look, really. It wasn't good, but
4: yeah. Front flip and then the I just spiked it up. I had my spikes. Yep. Cool.
5: yep. I had the spikes, and then I got I got real confident in my uh, because I was like one of the only kids who could grow facial hair. So I had the the goatee, and ooh, goatee's not a good look.
4: Goatee's yeah, that was that's a bad look, but it mm-hmm. was popular in the. uh no the one old told me. 2000s. No one told me. Yeah. I mean, just looking back, it's just a, the 2000s was just a hotbed of bad, bad fashion choices. Bad clothing. Bad clothing, men and women. Yeah. You know? For sure. For sure. Bad yeah. tans on the girls with like thin eyebrows, chunky highlights.
5: And this is all rise because of Jonathan jeans. Taylor Thomas.
4: Yeah. Right?
5: Yeah. We blame him for this.
4: Yeah, it's a good thing he vanished into obscurity. It's a good thing he <laughs> fucked off. So we had time to recover. Now in 2020, we've finally gotten out of out from under
5: the bullshit that he caused. Maybe maybe America needs Jonathan Taylor Thomas back just for a little while.
3: See the uh, dark night. May, right. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, cuz now we're in a whole bunch of new bullshit and we I kind of prefer the Jonathan Taylor Thomas bullshit we were under.
5: Right, we we don't have like do we have a a, a lovable face? To look up to now, you know what I mean? Like, who's the the teen heartthrobs? I I don't watch Disney anymore. I don't watch Nickelodeon anymore. Like, who who do the kids look up to now? I don't know. Little Uzi Adam Bert? Driver. I, I don't know. Adam Driver. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Probably someone on YouTube. Oh,
4: Ninja, Ninja, Ninja. or PewDiePie, L- which n- is even worse. Uh, <laughs> Logan Paul. Th- I mean,
5: we, we need to get Jonathan Taylor Thomas out of retirement. Yeah, he needs to come back and. I don't know, maybe just murder these people? Well, I know Logan Paul got into a... a, He was in a fight or something like that, and he lost pretty badly. That's good. So so if we... (laughs) It is good. But any time he loses,
4: he As much as I hate the Paul brothers, I mean, I don't know of them spreading uh, Nazi
5: propaganda like PewDiePie does. Right, and (laughs) we know that Jonathan Taylor Thomas won't be on that. Yeah. Right. He'll come back and, you know, maybe... He'll he'll say something nice about Tim Allen and be like, hey guys, you know, give him a break. He's a nice guy. But uh, I don't think he would be that bad. He won't say anything risque. Hopefully not. Yeah. So JTT, I know we're ripping on you, but yeah. we need he's you. No, he's no
4: Andrew Keegan who went off to form a sex cult somewhere. In... And
5: <laughs> was he on? Uh, was he on Home Improvement?
4: <laughs> he might have been on a guest spot, but oh, he's, I thought he might. He was been a he was running. another. 90s 2000s heartthrob he was the
5: douchebag from 10 things i hate about you oh okay yeah, it, yeah. who's very reminiscent of uh, eddie in this movie adam Lavorna. oh yeah that guy and,
3: I, and i'm like 90 percent sure i think this was filmed at the same school oh you think Ten so Ten things i hate about you
4: oh are you talking oh, about I mean. palisades college yeah yeah the illustrious the, palisades college
3: yeah it feels <laughs> like a lot of 90s movies that needed a high school or a college was filmed
5: here yeah i don't know it didn't look like a college though it, it
3: didn't like, it, it
5: like kind a of looked like a, well to me it kind of looked like a nursing home <laughs> i don't know why but yeah it, so really this this whole movie is just a couple of shitheads just trying to out yeah. shithead the other shithead
4: and yeah maybe sexually assault an underage
5: jessica beale not maybe they were doing everything in their power to do so yeah right i mean and the
3: uh Best Captain. actor in this movie was in it for like 10 minutes.
5: All right, Gary Cole. Gary Cole. Yeah. Gary Cole, yeah. He's always fun to see in a movie. But he was, yeah, he was underutilized. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. he just, they shot, they, he was on
4: set for a day. The day they had that house.
3: Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing then, this entire movie, the two minutes when he's standing by the clock mm. at one point, it's probably the most emotion in the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the best
5: <laughs> action, that's yeah. Stoking the sure.
4: fire, looking yeah. at the clock. Yeah. It's it
5: everything like I was saying before. Everything in this movie is kind of it, it, it's making sense up until just for a few minutes. It's making sense. Like okay, this is a pretty good you know color by numbers uh, Christmas movie. This guy, this kid uh, wants he's gonna go home to visit his family. Then it takes a weird turn when he gets when like attempted murder happens essentially. Yeah right
4: they leave him in the desert to
5: die (laughs) what were they expecting to happen right they're they're in uh they're in california so we're assuming it's pretty hot in the desert right Mm. in full santa gear that's stuff that's wool that's that's heavy stuff so yeah even if he he wakes up in time which thank god he does he's gonna make the trek from the middle of nowhere in in heavy clothing
4: yeah yeah so, i think i think the edman is uh getting some attempted murder charges put on him
5: i yeah. I, I hope that's why he gets arrested at the end because <laughs> they never explain why
4: yeah cuz he just he just told off two cops as far as we know
5: right yeah or like hey listen uh we were we got reports that we saw you dragging an unconscious body into the middle of nowhere <laughs> you're going to have to come with us son yeah
4: <laughs> They must have, like, they must have really done some damage to him, like, brain-wise, because, yeah. because he gets Jake? knocked out at the party, and it's got to be, what, like, two, three-hour drive to wherever they dumped oh, him? Are, are you
3: telling me you don't think those four guys have GHB on them at all times? All,
5: all, all I know is <laughs> they did—what they did was illegal. Yes. Be, yes. Even if it wasn't attempted murder, I mean, yeah, you essentially kidnapped this guy. And then you, know, you drove them out to the middle of nowhere. I mean, yep. I'm sure they, they did something else along the way. Yeah. Assault. Yeah, yeah. Um,
4: it sounds like we're getting into this plot, so why don't we Let's make do it official it. and get into this plot? Uh, but before we do, we are going to take a step back and listen to a message from a friend of the podcast, so we will be right back. Welcome back, and yes, let's get into the plot of I'll Be Home for Christmas, as much as we have already gone through it. uh, We start at Palisades College, and some kid is shoved into a locker, and we meet our quote-unquote hero, Jake, played by Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who uh, starts talking to the kid and starts getting a pair of... uh, Tickets to see Dave Matthews, as well as his hey. math homework and stuff. So Jake likes Dave Matthews' band, so that's basically all you need to know about him. Yeah. He's a dick.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Was this a universal truth? Uh, that if you like Dave Matthews' band, you were a dick?
4: No, it's just like everybody loved Dave Matthews' band. And when you went to college, you realized that everybody loved Dave Matthews' band.
5: So and were it's... they the the music equivalent of, let's say... Uh, what, what was that that uh oh, that movie with uh i can't even think of boondock it saints boondock saints thank
4: yeah, you yeah they are the the dave matthews band is the boondock saints basically okay then yeah, we'll save the rest of that for my i hate dave matthews band podcast <laughs> that i'm going to be starting in 2020 it airs every friday yes we will go through every song and we just rip it apart they have <laughs> a lot of them i'm sure we could probably go for a while yeah yeah um, So before we even know Jonathan Taylor Thomas' name We know he's kind of a dick um, But his name is Jake And then he runs off to go to his girlfriend's dorm room But he's blocked passage by her roommate So he gives her protein bars Because she's on the basketball team And she, um, I don't know, goes nuts for him
3: Yeah <laughs> so,
4: so then he slips into her bed And she wakes up And he does
3: I was going to say which is the creepiest slip in the bed? Yeah, ever. Just like
4: slides under her under her arm and just kind of stares at her until she wakes up. <laughs> she got Can that I sweet, say I've up?
5: I've done that before? Creep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsies. All right. So I mean, but you sleepies. did it in a
3: completely uncreepy way, right? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Is there an uncreepy
5: way to do that?
3: Not I don't well. know. I was trying to give Dan a benefit of the doubt. Uh, so. If it
5: makes it any better, I married the person I did it to. Does that help or no? That's
3: good.
1: Well,
5: uh, I, I feel like it maybe slightly lessens the creep factor, but not by much. Yeah. Because I was it, the RA the, at the time. The, ooh. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I think Dan's cancelled at this point. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh, man. Well, it was fun while it lasted, everyone. Thank you very much.
3: <laughs> to, to Make next sure to listen to Stranger
5: Days Day every Wednesday. <laughs>
3: Our new co-host, Tom Schuster, joins the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. We're
4: just...
3: I, this is what JTT does to you. Man. I,
5: I dropped a bomb in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> you could have done that before the break. We could have cut right. the commercial.
4: Right. Uh, oh, man. So... um. Jonathan Taylor Thomas looking better at this point. Um, he's he's one of those guys that rather than being a good person, he just does these wild grand gestures that uh, his his girlfriend Allie, kind of falls for. So he has his little his toady make it look like it's snowing up yeah. out the window, but it's not. He's just uh, it's just fake snow, um, and she's just smitten about over these ridiculous things that he does. And he surprises her with two tickets to Cabo San Lucas for Christmas break because he doesn't want to go home to his family. But she's like, "I'm going home. You should too. Your family wants to see you." And he's like, "Nah, Cabo San Lucas." Um. So he uh. So Eddie shows up. The Ed Man really aggressive about getting Allie in his Nissan. Yes. Uh, while he's jamming
5: out some Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, uh-huh. I love. I love how he he's trying to pimp out the Nissan. Yeah. New <laughs> car it, smell. Right, he, he's all of these people look like they're affluent, mm. you know. Uh, th- this movie is really just like uh, white privilege personified yeah. for the most part uh, in a Christmas movie, I, I guess. But that, I guess that's most Christmas movies. But this dude's driving a Nissan, and it's probably like an older Nissan. <laughs> uh, he says it uh, smells like new car. It doesn't look like it. No, I mean, it looks like it's, it's, it's got some yeah. miles.
4: So, you know, but, you know what? When you look back on like cars that aren't like classics, mm-hmm. two decades later, and it's just like, oh, that looks like piece of shit. Right.
3: <laughs> this may have been a new, the new hot.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did the new hotness.
5: The <laughs> brand new 1998 Nissan Pathfinder. Or maybe he gets arrested at the end because he backs into a Beamer. And probably just drives off. That's probably
4: true. His dad probably is like a lawyer. Right. So he's just like, fuck you guys.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'll have my dad figure this out. No, no worries. But he, yeah,
4: really, he really wants uh, Jessica Beale to get into his, his rape path her. He uh, wants <laughs> her to get out of his dreams and into his car. Yeah. But he's just like... uh he says, your perfume smell is great. You know it would smell even better on you? New car smell. Why don't you come in here, baby? Let me
5: smell you, basically. <laughs> but listen, man. That's Jeez. a hard That's a hard flex in front of the guy oh, who's yeah. dating her. He flexes hard as fuck in this movie. <laughs> Everything there he are... does.
3: He's the Ed Man. I got
4: to be honest with you. Sometimes there's, there's points in this movie where I'm rooting for the Ed Man. Yeah. Uh... It's not here.
5: <laughs> I, I'm I'm not with you on this one. Uh, I don't feel like there's ever a good time when he's like at at any point the good guy, and then neither is Jake. Right. There I is no good guy in this movie. They
4: don't. They don't do a great job because I think in these movies that there's always that moment where it's like, oh well. You know the guy that seems like a real jerk is actually he's got a softer side. I think they try and get that done towards the end at like the, the Bavarian village. They don't yeah. do a great job with it. No, uh, it's so
5: transparent.
4: Yeah, it, and it's it's just not very developed. Um, so
5: I think there's a problem with a movie when you have Gary Cole as the best guy in the movie. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like because he's always a villain yeah so when you have Gary Cole as the moral epicenter of your movie you've failed you've you've messed up right
4: yeah I mean he's yeah I mean he was like the besides oh he, well, you know what the connection is he was uh he was a uh, the father in the
5: Brady Bunch movies yeah. oh there you go I forgot about <laughs> that so yeah, I guess that makes sense then but yeah, yeah I always remember him obviously as Lumberg but then uh Pineapple Express. He's a drug dealer, or he's a, yeah. a drug lord. So he, but he always plays those kind of. He's very good at it. Yeah. Those types of uh, roles. He so was, I see him more in that light.
4: Yeah, he was in a show in the nineties called American Gothic.
5: Okay, I've heard of that. He basically played
4: the devil. Um, yeah, it was a pretty pretty wild show. Did uh,
5: that come on? Was that on before or after the what was it? The Trubisky's. The Total what we. The, the, Torkelsons. the Torkelsons. Torkelsons were the eight. Was the oh, eighties? Oh, okay. I didn't and, uh, know. Yeah, that, that
4: was. Yeah, was now this was '95 through '98, three seasons.
5: Okay. Um, that would have been some uh, some lineup. Yeah.
4: It was like a, a sort of a uh, what do you call it? Uh, Twin Peaks ish, but with uh, some devil elements to it. Okay. I guess Twin Peaks also has some of that. Um. So yeah, Eddie crashes his car. And then Jake... uh, So Allie leaves, and Jake, I guess, pisses her off. So he's upset that he pissed her off. And then he goes to have lunch with a bunch of idiots who he gave bad fake IDs to, and he's trying to make it up to them by another scam of how to cheat on the finals using Bieber's super 90s. Um, And And they're all a bunch of idiots. They call themselves the Brant Man, the Ed Man, some other man.
3: And and the... uh... Least caring teacher in the world. Oh, these yeah. beepers go off. No. It's oh, our coach. the coach is just checking in.
5: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve to have people cheat on your test, lady.
3: Yeah.
5: So
4: Gary, call, Gary Cole calls to find out if Jake's coming home for Christmas. Um, His family seeming like the nicest family you can expect in a movie like this. And Jake is just like, oh, I'd rather go to Cabo with a beautiful girl. No, yeah. wouldn't you,
5: Dad? And, and secretly he's saying yes.
4: Yeah, he's like, probably. <laughs> right. uh, but then Gary Cole's like, how about this? If you get home before we have dinner on Christmas Eve, 6 p.m., I'll give you my vintage Porsche. So that put lights of fire under Jake, and he's just like, you know what? I'm going to go home after all. Uh, well, he's a shithead, so. Yeah,
5: he's a selfish person. Right. Also, that's putting a lot of pressure on the, uh, the step wife. Yeah. Right, because you're like, oh, we have to have dinner at six o'clock now.
4: Right, I was thinking about that. It was like, whose life is that structured that they're like toasting, have Merry Christmas Eve, like right. as as the
5: the chimes are striking six. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's a lot of, and they're they have a big feast. Yeah, right. They have they have a good dinner on on Christmas Eve, so And yeah. she's probably up all day. For, the she's is up the early. hero
4: of this movie.
5: Yeah, 100. 100. Her. She is and the daughter. The daughter comes to the rescue. So they're probably the best people yeah, and, in this and, movie.
3: And he completely treats her like shit for no reason.
5: <laughs> he treats everyone like shit for no That's, reason. Jake treats. Uh, Jake
4: runs into a lot of super nice people that help him out. And he's just nothing. He's not. He's super shitty to just everybody. But Yeah. Yeah. He's he lies, he lies, steals and cheats up until the last minute.
5: Yeah, he yeah. he has his redeeming moment in the last of uh, I say ten minutes of the movie. But what is his
4: redeeming moment that he just walks through the door to say uh, Merry Christmas? There is no like he's just like, oh well, I'm show because I've decided to wait a minute so yeah. that I technically don't sit down at six o'clock. Then my family will see that you know it's not all about the car.
5: Right, yeah. and I, I think it would have dri- been. Oh, it would have driven home harder if it wasn't a minute after, if it was like maybe an hour or something right. like that, you know, it's like, all right, well, if you're, so now <laughs> you're kind of putting it on the dad to not be a dickhead. Right. Like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm yeah. a minute late. Oh, well, you don't get the car, son. I said right. six o'clock. Well, yeah. <laughs> Screw you, dad. And he ruins a parade in the process. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then he makes it seem like it's the parade's fault. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right he 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 lies to authorities Mm -hmm. he makes people feel bad he Mm -hmm. makes jessica beale feel bad for kissing the ed man who when she was clearly being lied to and left so i mean well the ed man makes her feel bad too obviously everyone just makes jessica beale feel bad
4: (laughs) yeah it's not a a good couple of days for her
5: no yeah she she this, this could easily have been, like, a Christmas horror movie for her, if it's told from her perspective. <laughs> That'd be great. Um,
4: so, he tries to make it up to Allie. He cashed in the Cabo tickets for tickets back home. I guess, the, like, all three of them, her, and the, them two, and the Ed man, they
5: all went to the same high school together? It, it's never really made, like, I was surprised at the end when, I guess, uh, Allie and Jake are neighbors, essentially. Mm-hmm. They live in yeah. the same town. We're like, oh, I didn't know that. Why would I have known yeah.
4: that? And They decided to go no. across the country to Palisades College.
5: Right. <laughs> like, what it's are the Probably odds? a commuter school.
3: <laughs> it's a commuter school. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's and it's funny because Gary Cole's character, uh, Jake's dad, talks about, you know, oh, Allie, Allie's parents said she's gonna be home. Like, how do you know her her parents? Like, what's what's going on here? Yeah they yeah but they like literally
4: live across the street from each other right so it's, it's it's not a good setup yeah so they make a plan they'll go home they'll fly back together um but then he is busy putting his testing his scheme into action about trying to cheat on the finals again just a cheater yep um so one of the dumb jocks throws test out the out the window and his his little ward and runs back to the room and starts beeping the answers to them. But Eddie notices that the uh, the little guy goes runs, so he follows him and then he puts a stop to the kid beeping the answers to the jocks. So over at a party, uh, last one before they go, everyone goes home for break. Jake is talking to some random dude about his Porsche. He's drinking milk. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just
3: party. Or is he supposed to be drinking a white Russian? I don't know. Because he likes the Big Lebowski. Maybe.
5: Uh, It's a Disney movie, so I'm assuming, yeah, it's just milk. (laughs) It's just milk. He's he's underage. He's Uh, raging, man. Raging with that milk.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm saying Jonathan Taylor Thomas made sure it was a white Russian. Didn't tell anyone because he was underage.
5: (laughs) All right. right, Just splash a little in there for me, baby. (laughs) Uh and, yeah, I like it and this guy who he's talking to who we've never seen before and we'll never see again is pretending like he's the coolest guy ever.
4: Yeah. It's like oh man, you're so cool. It's like, man, you just have the life, man. You got a Porsche. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And, right. And then Eddie walks in with the jocks to confront jake because they got fucked over with their uh plan to uh cheat on the test and this is where um they decide to make amends for jake fucking them over but we get the next morning we checked in with Allie to see um her waiting for jake but he's not coming because he is left for dead in the middle of the desert and he's dressed like santa with his hat and beard glued to his head uh, Allie tries to call jake but he doesn't answer But then the Ed Man shows up. He's there to drive her home in his rape (laughs) van. He makes several mentions to not try anything or else... I think she mentions, if you try and feel me up, I'm going to punch you you in
5: the dick. Oh, no, slug you. Yeah. She's essentially just going to slug him, apparently. That's all. Uh, Everyone's so violent in the movie. Yeah. So Jake walks through the desert, and he happens
4: to find a gas station. He manages to call Allie, but... Their machine is acting weird, so he's only able to get a couple name, words off. Um that make no sense. So he calls his dad instead and he tells dad's situation, dad's like, You this is like the worst excuse I've ever heard. Go fuck yourself, kid.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Gary Gary Cole's the only one that calls him out on his bullshit.
4: Yeah. <laughs> As a good dad would.
3: He would. Right. Yeah.
5: Now, so would your fathers have done that lady? dad? Listen, uh I'm in the middle of nowhere right now. Uh eh, go fuck yourself, son.
4: <laughs> well, I I didn't have a history of lying like Jake did, so. So That's maybe not what
5: would... I heard, I heard you were a pretty <laughs> shitty kid.
4: Oh, <laughs> well, I was, but I wasn't a liar. <laughs> I was open about my shittiness, and we all loved you for it. So. <laughs> so so you, you turned out all right. Yeah. So a bunch of old ladies, um, happen upon him, and they're like, ah, oh, well. We'll give you a ride to wherever. We're big Tom Jones fans. We're going to watch him. So have a ride in, in the Cadillac with us. And this scene is a wholly unpleasant scene. I
5: hate this scene. This is my least favorite scene in the movie.
4: Yeah, it involves dentures falling out, pickle juice being splashed all over the place, uh, Jake throwing up in a handbag. Uh, it's a just lot of terrible. yelling. A lot of yelling.
5: And then it just it goes south so quickly. And, and it's then, their fault. Yeah, It's the the old lady's fault, and then they treat Jake... This is the only time in the movie where Jake is justified for reacting how he does. Yeah. Because the old ladies just, they flip a shit, and they kick him out, and they're like, get out, I can't believe you did this, this is ridiculous. You guys are throwing stuff on him.
4: (laughs) Yeah. It's a good thing that it happened so quickly, because it's their... A bunch of unpleasant old ladies.
5: Yeah, I think that's just them. It's not even the characters. It's just that I (laughs) can see all of them being just so unpleasant to be around. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, so he gets left on the side
4: of the road miraculously across the road from uh, Eddie and Allie, who are stopped at a rest stop. Um, So he's trying to make his way over to them. Eddie sees him and commits a bunch of moving
5: violations to get away from him
4: cutting off a whole bunch of cars to get across traffic. <laughs> um,
5: do, you, do you remember uh Ant, you just posted the uh, Jingle All the Way all the crimes that uh
1: mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> that Arnold uh Arnold does in the span of that day. Yeah. You should do that for this movie. <laughs> Cuz there was quite a few there crimes a committed.
3: Few. Yeah. yeah. I I, I still don't know how through all that that she wouldn't have seen them.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I she mean she would have really not have been paying attention.
4: I could see her just being like, what is that Santa Claus doing in the middle of the road? And,
5: yeah, it's hard to miss.
4: Yeah, but I could see her not know, realizing it's him. Um, but yeah, she doesn't recog- She doesn't see him at all. Um, so he tries to hitchhike, and he's unsuccessful, and it starts to snow in the desert. Um, meanwhile, Eddie and Allie go to a motel, and she kicks him out of her room, so he's got to get a second route. And Jake uh, sleeps through the night uh, in a Santa sleigh. And then he wakes up in the next morning, continues to hitchhike, and then some idiot eating a cheeseburger comes by and runs Jake off the road. And, um, do
5: you think, the ed- do you think at this point in the, in the movie, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was really hoping that he got hit? <laughs> Just get, get me out of this film.
4: Run me over. I'm going to do All my right. own stunts on this one.
5: <laughs> Jake, you're supposed Jake, move. You got to move, bud. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
4: And while they're driving, the Ed Man asks Allie what Jake has that he doesn't, and she basically says she just falls for his grand gestures all the time. And she's A gonna be greatly TV show in the nineties. Yeah, she is gonna be greatly disappointed if she winds up marrying him because there's no way Jake is gonna sustain this for the rest of their lives. Uh, <laughs> yep.
5: No, yeah, this isn't an uh, Ebony, Ebenezer Scrooge thing where yeah. like it it hit him hard in the you know in the soul. Yeah. what happens. This is just like, I had a bad couple of days. Uh, I'm home now. I got the Porsche, so yeah. I got what I wanted. It's so clear this will probably last a few months at most. Yeah. And then he's going to go back to being like, well, I need to get through life, so I'm going to do what works best.
4: Yep. Um, dumb van guy gives Jake a ride. They see Eddie and Allie pass them, and they try and catch up. But the cop pulls them over for speeding, I guess, which... Eddie and Allie were speeding then, so probably should have went after them, too. Right. <laughs>
5: um, Don't you so, just hate when that happens?
4: Yeah. So while they're waiting for the cop to come be- come up to the window, dumb van guy Nolan reveals that they've got stolen goods in the back. So um, Jake, quick thinking, um, decides to lie to the pol- a police officer and tell him that they are on their way to give toys to a children's hospital. And the cop decides to give them a fleece escort to get there quicker.
5: <laughs> um, just like so. in real life. Yep.
3: It, it, it does feel like at times that this movie, when they were writing it, was just they wrote a series of situations that Jake would get into mm-hmm. and would need to find his way out of. Yeah, it's right. Ep- making, yeah.
4: yeah, it's episodic like a road movie because yeah. this is a road movie. Um, but, yeah, it's just... So the whole bunch of shit that he does, and all the lies that he gets away with. Um, so they're at they go to the children's hospital and they're forced to give the the kids stolen appliances from the back of the van.
3: yeah, and yeah. and also, uh, I don't think the person that wrote this movie, unless if I don't know the exact route, you would drive cross country um, from where they're going, ever looked at a map of the United no. States
4: <laughs> because yeah,
5: they, they hit a couple different states for no reason.
4: Yeah, so at this point they're kinda like in Colorado, I think. Um, and then they make it to Nebraska. And then he goes to Wisconsin. Yeah, which right, that's is where
3: like yeah, a they, thousand
4: miles north of Nebraska. Yeah,
3: yeah, and unless if they're like going through Canada to get to upstate New York. There's really no reason to go north.
4: No. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know anybody that would do that. But, no. <laughs> um. So while they're giving away toys to the kids, or not even toys, they're like kitchen appliances. Um. One of the kids says that he wants to, he wishes he was back home with his family because he's stuck in the children's hospital. And also, his family might not be uh, citizens.
5: That's maybe. what I took from it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm hoping it's the other way where he's like, he's <laughs> sick and he wants to be home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because my my mind jumped to like, oh, he's somehow got left in America while his family didn't... got
3: deported. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is this is a uh, prequel to the new party of five.
5: What I'm trying yeah. to say is this is Trump's favorite movie.
4: <laughs> it's like, yeah, kid, kid, go home. Put that kid back on the <laughs> other side of that wall.
5: I'll send him home. but i i don't want to say like that's just you know that's not me thinking that this is what it definitely was i was just like i hope it's not what that
4: was (laughs) it was it's kind of a mixed message it could be either one
5: yes and Um, it it was the 90s so this stuff kind of like didn't really matter to mm -hmm. people so if they did it it wasn't viewed as shitty yeah so Uh, i'm i'm just saying it's not me it's disney
4: (laughs) Uh so this hits everybody right in the field, so they go and call all their family and Jake calls home, talk to his dad, but only his stepmom is there, that evil stepmom. <laughs> how dare just, she? Ugh, I'd much rather be talking to my dad, not you. I'm and, I'm furious just thinking about it. Yeah. And the talk, the cop talks about uh so they leave the, and the cop talks about how his wife left him. Um and he asks Jake to help him out because he's Santa and she might take him back if she listens to him, which is a bizarre string of logic. Um, <laughs> Jake a Santa first, fetish. Yeah. Jake at first doesn't want to, but then he mentions that she left him and lives in Nebraska, which is like six hours east of where he is now. So he's like, all right, I got a free ride to, to six hours east. I'm on my way. So he agrees. Um, Max the cop apparently kissed another woman. So, he's kind of shitty, too. <laughs> right. Yeah.
5: Like yeah, I said, you know. most of the men in this movie are just real shitty. Yeah. You got, obviously, you got Jake, you got Eddie. Then you have Nolan, who steals things. Yeah. Then you, you have the cheating officer. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it, every man after another is just terrible, terrible human beings.
4: Yep. Yeah, Gary like, Cole and the mayor. That's all we got.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the mayor. The mayor's a good dude. <laughs> and then Jake just, like, rips him off, essentially.
4: Yep. Um so um they wind up at like some sort of steakhouse um and that's where Max's the the cop Max's wife live works and she's a waitress and uh, Jake goes to talk to Marjorie but he just projects projects his own feelings about his family onto Marjorie and she puts in perspective that he's being an asshole yeah. um, and then Jake cooks up a plan with Max to sing a song to Marjorie to the tune of A Christmas Tree, which I guess Jake writes right there on the spot.
5: Um, and they make the, up. The the funny part about that scene is, so Jake is writing the lyrics. He writes the same lyrics twice. <laughs> Did you notice that? It was like, oh, Marjorie, oh, Marjorie, I, like, I want to take you home with me. And then he writes the same thing again and gives him the paper. Like, why don't you just like write times two on there or something like that? You know? <laughs>
4: Um, so the cop and his wife make up, and the cop buys Jake a bus ticket and puts him on a bus, and then we cut to Edman and Allie having some really stimulating conversation about Denny's, and also about being mean to poor people. That might be Jesus. Yeah. Uh, They see a sign for Bavarian Village, and they decide that that's where they're going to go to sleep the next night.
3: Yeah, doesn't she say, would you rather stay at some boring hotel, or... Uh, uh what? I guess she says Bavarian yeah. place in the middle of nowhere.
4: Yeah, they're just that. That's basically what she says. She's like, well, we could either just spend the night in a crappy hotel, or we could have fun at this weird Bavarian, uh, fake Bavarian ha- uh, village where there's a bunch of cheese, I guess. Um, so, and then we cut back to Jake, who is in a public bathroom and he harasses a underage boy there, asking his opinion on his ho ho ho's yeah, and uh, Then we cut back The Edman and Allie are having fun Throwing cheese at each other at a polka festival And Jake sees them kiss on a mistletoe On a new local news program um, At the bus station
5: And his first reaction is that he's going to kill Eddie and not be mad At uh, Allie mm-hmm. Which Don't you think you would be mad at her She's your girlfriend
4: Yeah I don't know Maybe he thinks that Eddie
5: He was the one that kissed her I don't know. Yeah. Okay. It's just the logic doesn't make sense to me. Yeah.
3: And he's the rival.
5: Yeah. He's I the rival. That makes sense.
4: He's cucking him. He's got to. Yeah. Can't have that. He's got to kill the cuck. The yeah, cucker. Okay. <laughs> well. The mother cucker. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I said he would be the <laughs> cucker and Jake would be. Oh God. The cucky. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that makes
4: sense, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Why not? We'll go um, that. So Jake gets on the bus and he tries to get the bus driver to detour to the Bavarian village named Edelbrook. And then we get Allie and Edman get the honeymoon suite, but uh, on the way in order to get the Bavarian, the driver to detour, Jake causes a panic on the bus, making people think an organ donation has been left on the bus and time is of the essence. Just another
1: asshole. great decision <laughs>
4: by
5: this asshole. Um, and
3: no one has
4: to
5: get home for the holidays or anything. And, yeah. And yeah.
3: And apparently nobody on that bus has ever seen a liver.
5: Yeah. In, in a
3: book before. Yep.
5: Like the guy who was eating the actual meat. That's I what I didn't mean. understand.
4: That that kind of he... looks
5: like my food. Yeah. Like did he just like so? It's basically
4: like a slab of beef, I guess. Or yeah. It's like under like, pastrami, like posh, pastrami maybe. Yeah. I it's like mystery meat. Yeah. Or corned beef. <laughs> either way. Somehow he gets that guy's food and puts it into someone else's um, yeah and igloo cooler and says that oh he wrote something that's like oh it's a a liver transplant
3: yeah and the guy who's cooler that is doesn't go hey wait a second that's I my think cooler that's my, that's my cooler
4: it's a whole bunch of people that just blindly believe this this asshole um, so the it works though and they decide to detour towards Edelbrook. Meanwhile, Allie and the Ed-Man share a bed, but Ed is wearing several layers, so uh, Allie feels more comfortable. Uh, Jake gets to Edelbrook in the morning and assaults a hotel clerk and then gets thrown out, but then he just sneaks back in and barges into their room. Uh, he uh, confronts Allie and rips off the Ed-Man's towel, who just walked out of the shower, And but he, this is where he accidentally lets slip that he's going home to get his Porsche. So she storms off, takes his place on the bus, and calls him a manipulator, a liar, and a butthole.
5: A butthole. (laughs) Uh, I don't... Why didn't he... Well, he does say that he's going home for dinner, right? He does say that, yeah. Why wouldn't she believe that? Because that's a pretty convincing, you know, lie.
4: I I think he says something that kind of makes her question his motives,
5: and then she's just like... I don't believe that at all. What, okay. What's your plan? Right. Cause I was going to say like when he says it, I, I just said, just say you're going home for dinner and yeah. he says, it, and she still doesn't believe it. Why wouldn't you believe that? That's a pretty decent excuse, but I, I guess he had mentioned something earlier.
1: Yeah.
5: Um, so
4: she gets on the bus and she heads back towards home and the Ed man decides to drive Jake back because he can't believe he got dumped so bad before in his entire life, um, which is Sure. But then Jake tells the Edman that his life is going to be great with him helping him out and everything. So the Edman immediately takes back everything he just said and kicks him out of his car um, in the middle of Wisconsin. And why they are in Wisconsin at this point, I have no idea. Right, They're going yeah. the wrong fucking way. Um, so um, Edman leaves, and then uh, Jake randomly happens on a Santa 5K with the first with the prize money for first place being one thousand dollars. And he immediately lies his way into the 5K, The, uh, uh, what we eventually find out to be the mayor, pays for his entry fee. Uh, they talk a little bit. They make a slightly racist Kenyan joke. Yes, uh, more than slightly. <laughs> uh,
3: just, did you see the only black guy in the race and goes, Kenyan?
4: Yep, yeah. Uh, the Ed Man pisses off a couple of cops wearing Christmas tree costumes. And then typical running hijinks. Uh, people fall over, a dog runs in, and all that kind of fun stuff.
3: Dan, how how mad did you get about the one guy talking about carbo-loading?
5: <laughs> well, I mean, he's not wrong, but he was doing it at the wrong time. <laughs> I think you're supposed to do it the day before. You don't I do believe it... that's
4: what spaghetti dinners, pasta dinners are. Yeah, like you, you the, don't the do it. The vaulting is.
5: Right, you don't do it
4: <laughs> five seconds before the... Yeah. I believe I believe Michael Scott does that in the Race for the Cure episode of The Office and right. he just and, immediately
5: throws up all the fettuccine alfredo. <laughs> he, he hurls everywhere. That was another thing uh that, that that scene with the old ladies when she says he yammed Yeah. in, in your you know, fuck you lady. No one <laughs> says that, all right? I don't care how old you are. No one has ever said that. Yeah. In the history of America, no one yeah. has ever said no one has ever substituted yammed for puking, throwing up, or I would have taken a yak. All yeah. right. He yacked in the, in your handbag.
4: <laughs> so the Kenyan is leading the race and he gets cocky, turns around, starts showing off. And he then runs into a sign and gets knocked out. And then it's just the, uh, Jake and the other guy run neck and neck until Jake starts to pull away, but he loses his hat. And one of the rules is you got to finish with your hat and your beard.
3: Which oh. which means the Kenyan couldn't have win, won, correct? Uh, He didn't have a... I thought he had a hat and beard.
4: Oh, no, he had, like, a biking we helmet Yeah. On. I guess that counted. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know yeah. the rules of this West, Wisconsin town. We, we did
3: an article on the main damie about the, <laughs> the rules of the Santa 5 gang.
4: Uh, so, while he goes back to get his hat, the other Santa inexplic- inexplicably stops, and Jake winds up beating him by a step... Uh, Jake cash goes in, che- cashes his check to get a thousand bucks. Phone, Edman gets driven past him in the backup squad car. Um, so Edman is arrested for whatever reason. Um, and then when he's on his way to the airport, cab driver tells Jake that the guy he beat was the mayor. The mayor wins every year and uh, every year he donates his winnings to feed the less fortunate and jake gets a change of heart tells the cab driver to go to the mayor's house and he drops off his money uh, the mayor comes out says hey you know if you've got no place else to go it's christmas eve you're more than welcome to have dinner here and he says no i'm good because again the mayor being so much nicer than jake could ever imagine being yeah so jake eventually finds a phone he calls his sister his sister offers to pay for a plane ticket for him and just not because not for him but because for her dad and they're like well how are we going to get this i don't have an id and she's like well i'll leave a password uh
5: yeah, at
3: the and front desk one of the biggest signs that this movie was made before
5: 2001 <laughs> I, I was gonna say like the, the 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 daughter was saying that she saved up money for a few years
3: mm-hmm. it's
5: the, it's christmas eve it's like impossible to get a cheap flight anywhere i don't right. care what what year it is there's no way she saved up that much money. Well,
3: she was going to travel agent. Yeah.
5: It, oh, is that like their their bros or whatever? Yeah. Like the, the family travel agent does them a solid. <laughs> yeah, probably. It, um, so is Gary Cole his character kind of like the Kevin McAllister's dad, where he has some obscure job but he's fucking rich? Yeah. For no, for some reason.
4: Yeah. I want to posit though, we're gonna take a little tangent here. i want to posit that. Catherine o'hara's character might also have a very great job that's
5: true because she she, has, she carries
4: a lot of cash she carries a lot of cash she has a lot of like she looks like a lot of the stuff around the house makes me seem like she's a fashion designer she has a sewing machine in the room she has a lot of like mannequins in the basement and in the bedroom mm-hmm. um so it seems like she's got some sort of fashion fashion job
5: that's a good point no one ever talks about Catherine o'hara Catherine o'hara's or o'hara Catherine O'Hara. O'Hara. So, yeah, no one ever talks about her because, again, I think it's the product of the time mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, you know, the guy, the, the, the husband was making all the money. But yeah. Sneaky, I think she was pretty wealthy on her own. Yeah. She could, if she, she could have been fine on her own if she
4: decided to divorce Peter McAllister and start off a new life without her shitty kids.
5: <laughs> no one would blame her, really. Those right. kids are terrible yeah shack up with the uh, the polka king
4: so <laughs>
5: <laughs> polka polka uh real quick what is it with kids in christmas movies just being absolute douchebags
4: i don't know i guess i guess it's just gotta be that turn they gotta figure out the true meaning of christmas
5: i i'm assuming that, that what does that happen every other month of the year <laughs> Yeah, right <laughs> that's 11 months of just putting up with awful awful kids yeah just imagine being buzz's mom right and <laughs> everyone and everyone forgets the redhead kids those kids are even worse yeah, yeah. Uh, it's and then you you have uh charlie from the santa claus who yep. is the to me he's the worst kid imaginable he's pretty bad he's the worst and i think in cinema history he's top three yeah he's pretty shitty I haven't seen Boyhood, but I'm assuming the kid in Boyhood is terrible.
4: <laughs> that kid sucks a lot, too.
5: Okay, so I'm well, not far worry. off. <laughs> um, so yeah, his, so they're, they're keeping up the tradition of really shitty kids.
4: Um, so his, he goes to the airport after his sister gives the ticket agent a password. And the ticket agent is like, yep, that's the password. And then you still need an ID, though, kid. I was like, well, you just took fucking money from a kid. <laughs> <laughs> right. The ticket agent couldn't have been like, oh, well, uh, he, you're still gonna, he's still going to need his ID. It's like, before I do yeah. this, you're all right with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Before I go ahead and process this payment. Um, but he sees a dog cage that is going to JFK. So he climbs into the dog cage and, uh, gets in there on a small ass plane. Um, then, as he gets to the airport, he releases the dog. So now someone's dog is now missing in the airport
2: because he's an, <laughs> an add, asshole.
4: Or just add that to the ever-growing list. And then he jumps on a train and then immediately gets kicked off. And then we get a, a shot of Gary Cole looking at the clock.
5: Real quick, that pissed me off the most in this what? movie. Him getting on the train and then immediately being asked about the ticket. Yeah. I took NJ Transit the other night. I paid for my ticket. They didn't come around. I was furious. I hate when that happens. <laughs> I activated my ticket. I'm out 950. <laughs> you stupid bastards.
4: And you could have just gotten on without it
5: ever yeah. coming up. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, that's what, and immediately as soon as Jonathan Taylor Thomas gets on, hey, where's your ticket, kid? I don't have one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, this, is, this is my uh, rant where I go off on nj transit i'll just tweet them yeah. <laughs> as i normally do
3: yeah i was i was very really wondering the one time i took uh, come back from new york comic-con um the train i missed my connection and the next one was coming in like two hours so i went because amtrak was there and i went i was like oh fuck you know i'll eat it so i'm not sitting in trenton for two hours mm-hmm. you know, waiting for a train and i get on there and i literally could have paced up and down or sat in somewhere else and they would have never checked my ticket
4: yeah, I've seen people do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway. And,
3: and what would they what would they have done in that case? And it was an express from Trenton to Philly. Where were they going to kick me out unless they, they could have arrested me? would put you in Amtrak me. jail. Yeah, yeah. Like, unless yeah. they could have arrested me.
4: They would have cops put, waiting
5: at in Philly, man. They'd put you in Wisconsin.
3: Yeah.
4: Yep. <laughs> they, they'd put you in the middle of the desert with a uh, Santa suit. <laughs> is, is
3: is it uh Wisconsin like uh Cannon Hell in? I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Dogma, Dogma.
4: right? Right. It's worse than hell. Yeah. So uh, Jake tries to hitchhike from there. Uh, He winds up hanging on the roof of someone's car, gets tossed off at at a Christmas carnival, and he steals a horse and sleigh. And it's probably one of the least terrible things he's done in this movie. Yeah, one horse open sleigh. Yeah. And he rides at the Allie's house, and then he apologizes and kisses her. And they're like, oh, let's go to my, my house. It's almost time for me to get home. So he waits until after six specifically, and he comes home, and everyone's happy to see him. And even though he came on after six, his dad offers him the car, but Jake is like, I can't take that car yet. It's, we're not done fixing it up. And he says, we'll have to lots of Christmases to fix it up for the rest of the Get it nice and perfect, basically just saying that he's going to be coming home for Christmas from now on. And then he makes his stepmom not feel
5: like a piece of shit for once. Yeah. <laughs> By telling her what to get him for Christmas. Yep. Mm-hmm. So then, he's working on it. Yeah. He's not quite Le- there yet.
3: It Le- Le- just says 36 yep. to her. That could have meant anything.
5: Yeah, I guess I'm supposed to know what this means.
3: <laughs> well, she does uh, ask him earlier, but it's yeah. like, you know, he doesn't go... Like, oh, my is size is 36. Right.
5: It's like Did she's she... had several conversations with other people
4: <laughs> since that, they've had that conversation. Yeah, it's
5: <laughs> –
3: uh,
5: again, this is supposed to be like his big turning moment, and it's just really not believable.
1: Yeah.
5: Right, because, again, I, I truly think he, he has this really nice holiday with his family. He goes back to school in Pasadena – or Palisades? Palisades?
4: Palisades. Palisades College.
5: He goes back to Palisades College probably hooks up with an underage uh jessica beale and reverts back to his really just shitty ways
4: Mm, yeah i mean there's no moment of reflection for him i think the closest we get is is when the cab driver tells him about the mayor Mm -hmm. that's about it Um, yeah but there's really no moment of reflection of him just being like you know what i'm kind of a shitty person and i need to figure out how to not be shitty
5: yeah Never happens, right? Because he he well, still skates by by being a shitty person throughout the rest yeah. of the movie.
4: Yeah, exactly. He still lies, cheats, and steals his right. way into getting home.
5: The, the thing is, it's supposed to come off as like cute when he does it because he's a good-looking kid, yeah. right? Because he's babyface. It's like, oh, it's adorable. His hijinks. It's like hijinks instead mm-hmm. of being terrible. Was... And it, it's we know better. Yeah.
3: The the only thing this movie was missing was a meet cute. Does it? Yeah, said everything else from in terrible christmas movies except for a me cute
4: right um and then the parade shows up and i guess he kind of apologizes about stealing their sleigh it's a very half-hearted apology yeah yeah and they're like all right it's fine
3: (laughs) basically just compliments the angel on the wings and everything's forgiven
5: Right. Hey, this guy stole our oh, this guy stole our reindeer. Those are nice wings. Oh, thanks. I made them myself. All right. See you later. Yeah, let's why don't, why
4: don't we just continue the, the parade? Why don't you lead the parade? Yay. Everybody get into the sleigh.
5: Can, can you imagine if that's how life worked? It was like, you know, you, you go to a bank, you rob it for, you know, 50 50 K. Like, hey, that's the guy who stole all the money. That's a nice shirt. You got there. Oh, thanks. I got it on sale. <laughs> oh, see you later. <laughs> That'd be
4: amazing. Uh, that's the world i want to live in yeah so his family packs up into the sleigh and they go riding down the street and then we end with in sync playing oh yeah and that's the end of this shitty shitty movie we talked a long time for this movie (laughs) yeah
5: (laughs) yeah i didn't think it would be possible
4: yeah Uh, we got we talked a lot before we got even got into the plot we got Mm -hmm. the plot decently quick
5: but yeah yeah Again, this movie is, uh, it, it has the makings of your standard Christmas movie, but our hero is just, he's not likable. Even for a kid like Jonathan T- Jonathan Taylor Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't rooting for him at all. I yeah. also wasn't rooting for Eddie. Uh, I was really rooting for Jessica Biel to just get out of this toxic relationship with yeah. both of these men. She yeah. deserves so much more, so much better
4: than both of them, Yeah, but... Spoiler alert, Justin Timberlake's not that holding hands with his co stars.
5: Right. I, yeah. I, I was gonna say I don't think she, every from real life to in her roles, she's never really gotten with a really nice guy.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. even even, even Freddie Prince. Yeah, even Ryan yeah. in Summer Catch is, is a complete dick.
5: Yeah. Yeah. But, but and then they, obviously Adam Sandler.
3: Yeah, they just yeah. make they just make kind of like in this movie. And that one, they just make another over-the-top dick in that movie so that you don't think Ryan's as much of a dick.
5: And I think that's what they tried to do here, like you yeah. said. But even he was more of just like a bully. And Jonathan Taylor Thomas was someone who really went out of his way to... He was like a shyster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's... Completely selfish. Why am I going to root for this kid? Or even when he has his moment that's not really a moment, I don't... I don't feel like, oh yeah, you know what? He's a changed man. Nope. It 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 doesn't resonate. There's no there's no good meaning to this movie. It's not a good feel good Christmas movie. And no. also the
3: part that pissed me off the most is they just left all that good food just sitting on the table to go that's return. True. To sleep. Yeah.
5: Well, yeah. That's we'll we'll cap it off with that. I say. <laughs> Wasted food.
4: Wasted food. What would you do to make this movie better?
5: Uh, you know, I I think. I would have the, I would abandon the whole, uh, I'm trying to think of how to say it. It's the, it's a, a road movie essentially, right? Mm-hmm. So I would, I would abandon, abandon a lot of the subplots for the, the road movie essentially, like how he goes to the orphanage and how he goes to the like Oktoberfest thing. Uh, I would also have him really not get along with his father more where the dad kind of doesn't want him to come home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like there's that that animosity where, yeah, you, married, you, ma- you got remarried after mom died too quickly, and then they kind of butt heads on it instead of Gary Cole being more accepting. Like, hey, listen, I know you don't like it, but I want you home and all that. It would be like, you know what, then stay there. And something comes around where it, instead of the Porsche, something materialistic, I would want it to be something more like spiritual almost, you know what I mean? Like in, in the vein of Christmas, Mm -hmm. a Porsche does not represent Christmas to me. So something more, something more spiritual and less materialistic to get him home. Uh, Maybe he has to get home to stop uh, Allie from hooking up with Ed or whatever, you know, it's like one of those things. And then he does the road movie, the road trip. But I I get rid of a lot of the characters. The, uh, the cop was kind of useless uh nolan was useless it's just the, the characters he meets along the way are just bad poorly written characters sure um and then yeah I, I wouldn't have it where he makes it home at a certain time to get his reward it's just you get rid of the time mm-hmm. there, there is no time the, the time is christmas eve like he needs to be there for christmas eve not a certain time just christmas eve and you go, you kind of go from there so you can kind of combine it where it's i need to get home to rescue the girl and make up with my father
1: gotcha
3: yeah yeah essentially i was in here thinking first thing that popped in my mind is i would make his character closer to a ferris bueller character you know as ferris was but then i thought wait ferris is an asshole too oh yep. yeah so okay that won't work um but maybe it was because this—the reason my brain went there was maybe the hijinks that Ferris caused were a little more like fun and charisma-based than you know the terrible stuff that you know Jake was doing in this movie, mm-hmm. like like lying about a liver donation and you know taking stolen goods to a children's hospital. You know that that stuff wasn't fun. So essentially, I would make it that. Um, I would, in terms of the family, I would make the him and his sister's relationship better, like more prominent. You know, like she's the reason she's getting him to come home, like him and the dad are fighting. And sure. she's and there's something going on that he doesn't know about. And his sister's trying to get him home, you know, without telling him what's going on, you know, sort of thing where more lean towards the family thing than the stupid love triangle that they're doing. Right. Yeah, you know. You know, maybe maybe that's his realization is the road trip that Mm -hmm. he is an asshole, you know, like he does one last thing before leaving, you know, to go home. And it almost stops him from being able to go home. Sure. You know, sort of thing more than he's still the same person like he's slowly, you know, um, you know, they have they have it in a tag in Disney Plus's coming of age, you know, maybe make it more of that than whatever this movie was trying to do.
5: Sure. Sure.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I would do to make this better. There's so many things wrong with
5: it. And I I was going to say, I don't think it would have been so bad just to make it your run of the mill Christmas movie. You know, like, just make it where he he has a problem. He's not a good person. And then he figures out, like Mark was saying, somewhere along the way, like from California to New York, he's got 3,000 miles to get it figured out.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe. Maybe each of those little episodic hijinks he gets himself into, he learns a lesson. Yeah. In there. I agree. Um, I think that's what they were trying to do, but they never stick the landing with any of the lessons.
5: Right. Agreed. Yeah. It's this movie is kind of beyond saving. Um. It's the, the weak acting, very lazy. Uh. Kind of again like they pushed it with Jessica Biel and some of the guys. What they were trying to do with her, so it's very touch and go with that stuff. And you know the comedy's not good, the characters aren't well written, just top to bottom, just lazy. And even the sets are just poorly made. Yeah. All right, I think that's gonna wrap it up. You guys want to plug your shit? I do. Uh, Twitter, D Aquino122, Stranger Damies at Stranger Damies uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. If you Like what you hear, send us a tweet, post something, we'll post your shit, man. We were talking about it before the podcast. I will shill for you, all right? You tell me what to say, I will say it. Dan is for sale. Yeah, I got your back, guys. Dan uh, is a lot
3: harder than anyone you've ever seen.
5: Absolutely, yes.
3: (laughs) So, as usual, um, we have Stranger Damies, which will air uh, uh, yesterday. Um, Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm ahead doing the editing so i gotta Wednesdays. Remember, where are we um so it's every wednesday this is the um you know final episode of the extra life session so it was probably the most fun that i had in a while um you know with this um where that's the whole uh theme for it and uh anthony's marxist revolution thing um it was just a whole lot of fun and this was a great four episodes and it's this one's the capper. The way you get out of this is amazing. Um, and look forward to uh, over the next four weeks. We tried out some new video cameras, a new way of sort of shooting it. Um, so some uh, feel free um, over these next few weeks to just you know, if you want to leave any constructive criticism, you know, you can do send tweets at strangerdamies. I'm at off the mark tweet. You know, we're just trying to perfect this for you guys. Um, so any yeah, criticism, you know As long as it's respectful will be listened to um, And uh, yeah, so we hopefully um, We'll have a lot of new things Coming um, in uh, 2020 here um, And I do want to say Since we're recording this on Tuesday um, That I believe I know it's a different podcast But I believe this is officially the two year anniversary Of our first recording First oh, session look at recording. Us. Yeah, so it's amazing how far we've come And how far this has gone, too. You know, they called this a movie. So, you know, we are you know, be sure to just better things to come from us.
4: Okay. All right. Yes. Where do they call this movie? You can find us at theycallsmovie.podbean.com and on all podcast streaming apps. At they call This a movie. We're the main dammy. You can find us at the main and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at the main Damie. We are a part of Geek Vibes Nation. They are. They have a bunch of great shows. Gvnation.com is the website, and on all podcast streaming apps at uh, Geek vibes Nation. They got us. They have got the Game Vault Pod. They got Stranger Damies. They got a whole bunch of shows that we don't even have anything to do with. Check them out. A uh, bunch of shows that you probably enjoy uh, if you're a geek like us. And that's that's it. That's all my plugs. I'm at Ant Delvec on Twitter. Uh, TheMainDamey at gmail.com If you got any questions, comments, you want to suggest a movie If you want to tell us we suck you want to tell us we're great, I don't care Just do, just reach out, we'd love to hear from you uh, <laughs> uh, This has been um, I'll Be Home for Christmas Directed by Arlene Sanford So, for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers This is Anthony Delvecchio telling Arlene Sanford To go fuck herself